Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Followers um, for this to do what it needs to do. Um, I want to share something with you this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to get started. Definitely going to share the word of the Lord this morning. I haven't been home in so long. I'll be back. I like this to feel so different, um, but I'll be back in this studio tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. I was listening to Ty Tribute, everything. Um, there's a different version of the verse also that allows you to um, um, hear it without so many words. And so that song has meant absolutely everything. Good morning. Welcome back. I am refreshed, renewed, restored, and I feel really, really good. Um, I'm drinking actually not coffee this morning, but my morning smoothie first. Which doesn't always taste the best, but it's good for me. Sometimes we have to do things that are just not good for us, that don't taste good, but are good for us. Uh, that should apply to your word as well. Let's get started this morning. Let's um, let's pray. Bow your heads in prayer, man. These testimonies. I'm gonna wait till I get to the studio tomorrow to share several testimonies. When I tell you, when we declare, when we stood steadfast, when I told you miracles were occurring, I'm telling you miracles have still been occurring. People are sharing with me about seeing the power of God in their life, seeing God move in their life, how God has been moving in their life. And it has just really been dope to catch the essence of God and to see God and to know. I mean, I, I'm not a rookie at hearing God, but to know you hear God. And when you know you hear God, you're like, oh, okay. This all lines up. And so we have been having testimony after testimony of just the power of God and the things that he's been doing. So do me a favor. We are Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Instagram Live. This is Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm your girl, LMJ, in the building today. And I got a word for you today. Um, I titled today's message, Play Your Position. And we've been talking about kingdom finances and we're still in this vein, but I want to show you something today. And I hope you grasp this in your head because often we'll give up on God just in the, the middle of it, just when it's about to happen. But it's not even about that. It's about what God is trying to do through us and what God is trying to get in our hands so that we can get it into the hands of someone else. This is not about us. I need you to repeat after me this morning. This is not about me. This is about my kingdom position, my kingdom place, and what God wants to do through me in my kingdom position and in my kingdom place. And a lot of times we've made it about God, about ourselves way too long. So do me a favor, go share the video right now. Drop it, inbox, DM some people put it and 
Let's talk about playing your position this morning. Father God, we thank you. My God, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your people this morning. We thank you for your presence this morning. Father God, we just invoke and invite the Holy Spirit to come right on in. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing this morning. We thank you for one that destroys the yokes of sickness and disease. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. We thank you, Father God, that a, for a word that will try us, that will prove us, that will develop us, that will groom us. Now, Father God, I ask you, Lord God, that you open up the ears of the people, that they have the hear, ears to hear you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart are acceptable in your sight. We thank you, Father God, that miracles, signs, and wonders... My God, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Miracle signs and wonders will follow this devotional. We thank you, Lord God, and bless your name. We thank you, Lord God, and bless your name. We thank you, Lord God, and bless your name. We thank you, Lord God, and bless your name. We thank you, Lord God, and we bless your name. We bless your name, Father. We praise your name, Father. We magnify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We thank you for all power that is in your hands. We thank you, Father God, for the testimonies. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we invite him right on in. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name, praise you, and magnify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Father God, we glorify you. Now, Holy Spirit, go do what only you can do. Go do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, don't can I just admonish y'all something that I'm being so serious in so many ways? Do do not do anything. <laughs> do do not do anything. And when I mean anything, I mean anything. Do not do anything without the partnership of the Holy Spirit. From this moment on, don't don't make a decision. Don't decide that you're going to kind of modify what God has told you. Um, our God is the God of increase. I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, I'm going to hopefully help you understand, even in biblical giving, when you're giving financially, you're not the person your seed is the conduit, but it's a supernatural increase. Like God supernaturally increases this thing. And so you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to, well, Lord, I've done everything you've told me to do. No, the promises of God are yes and amen. And supernatural increase is going to occur and come to you. I promise it is. I, I've seen God. I see how he works. I see what he does. Supernatural increase is going to come. Your only, the, your only job in this is to play your position. Your only job in this is to play your position. Your only job in this is to do exactly what God told you to do. That, that's your only job to obey him, to hear him, to follow, to love like he's told you to love, to operate in the things that he's told you, to obey him at all costs. Your only thing with God is to play your position, like play your position. God is going to increase. God is going to multiply. God is going to do absolutely everything else that needs to be done. He just needs you to obey and play the position. 
He's going to multiply. He's going to make the miracle happen. You don't make the miracle happen. The Holy Spirit makes the miracle happen. The Lord makes the miracle happen. You just got to pay. Like you just got to get in position. If the position is prayer, if the position is uh, casting out demons, if the position is sowing seed, you just got to get in a position. The spiritual laws following the kingdom policies, acting according to what the Lord God has said. And a lot of times we, my God, we get outside of position. We get outside of position. We are not playing according to position. And God doesn't want you to do anything else but play your position. Play your position. So I want to share, I want to share with you a few scriptures this morning to help you identify this thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. It blew my mind this morning. It blew my mind this morning. When I started reading this, my mind was actually blown this morning. I was thrown, I wasn't thrown off, but I was like, my God, this thing is so serious. And so we're going to go to 1 Samuel. Um, this is the 15th verse in the 24th. I need you. I'm telling you, fresh revelation is going to come to you in this word. I need you to take your notes. I need you to understand how serious this thing is. I need you to understand about the God we serve and what he's doing for us. If you will just play your position, God's going to give you the increase. If you will just sow when he tells you to sow, if you will give, if you will go. And I'm going sh- to share with you a testimony about the God of increase and how he does things, but he needs you to play your position and you don't modify the position to fit. I'm going to throw my book. You don't modify the position to fit you. You don't modify the position to make you comfortable, comfortable. You don't modify the position so that you can get glory out of this thing. You play your position so God can do all the, get all the glory and God can do the greater work. But they, because there are some things that God needs you to be in position about and he understands what's coming next. Often we try to be God or work this thing out or Tell him how to do it. And we don't even know what the aftermath of our decision will be. We don't even know what the aftermath of our decision will be. We don't know what our disobedience may cause. We, we don't know what the words of our mouths may be activating in the atmosphere. We don't know when he's telling you not to partner with these people, what the partnerships may be doing for you later. So I'm going to read a set of scriptures for you. The first one is in First Samuel, we're in the 15th verse and I'm going to read and I'm going to kind of skip through until we get to, to the, the point of it. Um, but God gave him some, uh, Saul, some specific instructions and Saul made a decision to do it his way anyway. So it says one day Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you as the king of people of Israel. Now listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I've decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalek nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. So Saul mobilized his army at Talim. There were 200,000 soldiers from Israel and 10,000 men from Judah. Then Saul and his army went to a town of the Amalekites and lay in wait in the valley. Saul sent this warning to the Kenites, move away from here. The Amalekites live or you, where they live or you will die with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came from Egypt. So the Kenites packed up and left. Then Saul slaughtered the Amalekites 
from Hawa all the way to Shur, east of Egypt. Egypt. He captured Agag, pay attention, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of the sheep, goats, the cattle, the fat calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them, they destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality. Now, the Lord gave Saul specific instructions to destroy, my God, to destroy absolutely everything. He told him, don't keep nothing. I need you to destroy everything. I need you to take everything out. Saul made a decision to keep some things. Keep listening. He says, then, then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm sorry that I ever made Saul king for for he has not been loyal to me and has refused to obey my command. Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this that he cried out to the Lord all night. Early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul. So he's interceding. He's interceding on his behalf. He said, early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul. Someone told him Saul went to the town of Carmel to set up a monument to himself. Then went on to Gilgal. When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. Then what is all the I, with, then with what is all the bleeding of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle? I hear Samuel. He said it's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle, modifying, making something up doing his own thing. He said, but they're going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We've destroyed everything else. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop. Listen to what the Lord told me last night. So I said, what did he tell you? And Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord has anointed you king. Although you may think little of yourself, although you may think the little instructions that the Lord has given you doesn't mean much. It does. And Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed? the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? He said, but I did obey the Lord. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in my troops. He put it on his troops. He put it on somebody else. He said, but then my troops, <laughs> he said, but then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice the Lord your God in Gilgag. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing my God, to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is a sinful as witchcraft. And in the other, in the other thing, it says rebellion is as sinful as divination or fortune telling. So if any of y'all was wondering if energy reading and fortune telling was, was unbiblical or ungodly, it is demonic. It is witchcraft. That's what he says. Fortune telling, divination, all that stuff. He said it is better than sacrifice. He said religion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. You got to play your position. 
You got to do exactly what God, you can't afford to make sacrifices no more at the hands of people, at the people around you, for the sake of those around you, to make other people comfortable. Um, you can't afford to modify what God has had you to fit your level of comfortability. You can't afford that no more. You can't afford to make no more excuses. You can't, you can't afford. You have got to play your position. Saul lost his position because he wouldn't play his position because he made a decision to please the people, to please himself. You have got to play your position to satisfy his own lust, to do his own thing, to do it his own way. He put the blame on someone else. He made decisions to do other things. He modified the, the word to, to, to fit his level of comfortability. And if you want to see the God of increase, see, see, he didn't know he was set up. See, God will ask you sometimes just to do something to see what happens next, to see if you'll honor him, to see if you really have him first, to see if you'll honor him above everything. He needs you to get in position. And I'm going to show you why getting in position, even in your giving, is so... That's what I said, Olive, when I was reading it. That's how I felt when I was reading it. I'm going to show you why your getting in position is so significant, even in your giving. <laughs> even in your giving. See, we think our giving doesn't matter. Well, we'll it ain't no big deal. Um, it's plenty of people to give. And God is like, no, I'm requiring something for of you. I'm asking you to do something. I'm trying to actually put more in your hands so that I can give more to the people. To be obedient to his voice means more than everything, means more than your stature, means more than who's doting on you. It means more than everything. Saul lost his position. Come on now. That was 1 Samuel 15, 1 through 15. Saul lost his position because he made a decision that he was going to modify and really not play the Lord. In the smallest ways, you got to obey him. In the smallest ways. I had to repent for something this morning. He told me to leave something alone. And I was still struggling and wrestling with it. I had to repent before him. I had to get Get on my face before. Lord, I'm piling. You told me not. Leave that alone. Stop pressuring the issue. Stop doing. Leave that alone. Play your position. You got to play your position. I want to show you something else. Not modified. This is chapter five. I want to back up though to chapter four. This is so powerful. Um, and this is Peter and John, and they are here and they are moving and they are doing absolutely everything that God has told them to do. They are questioning what they're doing. But because they're in position, something significant keeps happening. And so if you back up into the fourth verse, you will hear um, the believer's report. You will see that while they're in position, no one has needs. So I want to read this. This is the fourth and the uh, we'll go to the uh, 32 ver ver verse, 31st verse. It says, after this prayer and the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that they what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There was no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. There was no needy people among them. Play your position. Your seed is bigger than you think. 
play your position. So listen, we get down to chapter five, Ananias and Sapphira, right? Ananias and Sapphira. But there was a certain man named Ananias who with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. So you didn't have to sell it, but if you made the decision to sell it, then you were supposed to bring it to the temple. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, what was the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied. That was the price. He, she lied. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. <laughs> you can't afford to. You can't afford to. Not play your position. You can't afford to not obey God. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to force you into anything. I'm just trying to help you understand the seriousness of what God is requiring of you. The seriousness of what God is requiring you. I'm just trying to get you to understand the seriousness of what God is requiring you. Of how much God needs you. Because if we back it up. And that's your gifts, that's your talents, that's your money. If we back it up, it says all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them. Because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring their money to the apostles to give to those in need. They weren't focused just on themselves. They weren't trying to just get them forget this for themselves. Everybody was in position and everybody's need got met. If you will play your position, everything will play out the way that it's supposed to. Everything will play out. the. You, you cannot afford the littlest things, the smallest of things that the Lord is sharing with you and saying to you and asking you to do. I promise you, I promise you, play your position and get in position. Do exactly what, it, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about your dreams and just about your goals. You're going to get all of that. You're going to get all of that. You're going to get all of that because that's the kind of God we serve. But he needs you to get in position. He needs to get in a position when I talk to people. Now, I don't know if I want to sow. I don't know if I want to give. I don't know. What I, get in, if you get in the position, the tithe is to meet the need of the poor. When you tithe to those around you, they can meet the need of the poor. Now, I want to share something with you, right? 
Um, the other day, I'm going to share how God, I am very routine. I am very in my schedule. Um, I, I was, I could not understand why God was leading me to go visit somebody. Somebody was getting their hair done and I went to go visit them getting their hair done. Right. And as I'm sitting there, a young lady comes in and the Lord says something to me. He said, I need you to take care of her hair. And I was like, I'm not going to. I was like, okay, Lord, but I knew financially something. I'm like, I'm just t listening to me. So I need you to take care of her. And I was like, okay, well, you got to show it to me where it is. And he was like, here's where the money is. Go take care of this woman's hair. This isn't about me. This is about being in position. So I text the beautician and I say to him, I want to, I, I say to her, I said, I, I need to pay for this woman's hair, right? I need to pay for her hair. And so I it was, it, I told her, I said, but don't tell her I did it. I don't want to know I did it. I just need you to tell her that God did it. And so I sent the money. I cashed out the money for the hair. The Lord was like, pay for the money, pay, pay for the hair. I was like, okay, Lord, I just pay bills. You know, I really don't have. And Lord was like, no, I need you to pay for her hair. So I get in the car. I send her the money. I send the money for the hair. I'm riding on minding my own business and i text back and this is what the woman texts me back and said she said uh i said uh she said the woman said praise god now i can buy pampers see she thought she was losing her hair so she needed to get to the beauty shop to get her hair done and it may seem like it's something so simple as hair right but because i got in position it allowed her to feel good about herself and it allowed her baby to have what she need somebody is so Somewhere needing you. I and I and I didn't even. I told her I don't want her to know. I don't want to know. It, I wouldn't even be sharing this with you if the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to share it with you. But because I got outside my comfort zone, went to visit a friend who was getting her hair done, threw away my schedule, let the Holy Spirit lead me. This woman got her need met, and perhaps, perhaps she had a little bit more hope where God was concerned. She had a little bit more hope where God was concerned. She was hopeless. And then when I talked to the person that was doing her hair, she was like, no, she's been in a place. She needed to experience God. She needed to see God. She needed to feel God. The only way people who are not believing or not receiving or not knowing going to experience God is if we are in position. I was outside my schedule. I was outside my time. I was outside of absolutely everything to be in position. Had I not shifted my perspective and let the Holy Spirit lead, I would have missed the opportunity of what God was trying to do through me for this young lady. Play your position. I could have justified, man, I don't know if I really got that. The Lord was like, you got some money set aside here. Go put that money and bless this woman. Play your position. You got to play your position. It's bigger than you. So no, so the people around you don't have needs. God is going to be the God that multiplies and increases you. He loves a cheerful giver. He loves those that will obey him. Obeying you, I just show obeying him is better than sacrifice. So if there is anything, and we're going to pray, we're still on our Bill Winston favorite confession. If there is anything that the Lord has required of you, asked of you, told you to do, not to do. If it's in this word, you need to repent 
and get in position so that the God of increase can increase you. He has to know he can trust you with what he wants to put in your hands. But if you can't follow, Saul, Saul, Saul was getting ready to have so much more. So now the kingdom is getting turned over to David because he wouldn't play his position. Ananias and Sapphira would have been in this, the, the increase, the blessing would have been upon them had they not lied and they just played their position. So really, search your, just search your heart. Search your heart. Deal with yourself this morning so that the, the scripture says judge yourself so you don't have to be judged this morning. Lord, where am I out of position? Where am I out of position? Where have I been lying? Where have I been compromised? Where am I more concerned about pleasing other people and not pleasing you? And if it's your spouse, ask the Lord to move upon your spouse's heart, but make a decision today that you're going to honor God above your spouse. He got to be number one. And, and I, I, this ain't working. <laughs> this ain't working. It's working for you. You just got to make sure you in proper position so that you can receive what you need to receive. Ananias and Sapphira died on the spot because they was out of position. <laughs> they wouldn't play their position. Ask the Lord, show me where I'm out of position. I don't want to be out of position. Lord, help me hold clean. Show me anything that is in me that does not line up in your word so that I can clean it up so that I can be in position. That's the lag. Come on, Holy Ghost, help. I felt my Holy Ghost. That's the lag. That's been the gaps. You out of position. You need to get in position so that I promise you, if you if it's unforgiveness, forgive. If you're not tithed, then tithe. If you didn't sow, if you modified your seed, Lord told you to sow a particular amount and you decided to sow something else anyway, modify, get back, repent, and set the record state, but get in position so the flow can come. Anytime you are in obedience and position, exactly whatever God told you should be happening for you should be happening for you. It's not, it's not questionable. God doesn't lie. God keeps his commandment. And if you go over there to first Samuel and you read further, he tells him, he said, God ain't going to lie. God ain't going to, he tells him, he said, God ain't going to withhold what he told Israel. He said, he's not going to not do what he told Israel. He said, I'm still a guy still going to do everything he told Israel. Saul, you just ain't going to get to be a part of it. You just ain't going to get to be a part of it. He's still going to do everything he told he's going to do for Israel. He's you just not going to get to be a part of this. So get in position. Play your position. Be the conduit to the kingdom that you're supposed to be. Be the conduit. Sow your seeds. Some of y'all were supposed to sow seeds last week and still didn't sow the seeds because you justify why. I felt, I felt like that. God has asked me to give and it hasn't made sense. And I'm like, do you know what's in my account or do you know whatever? And he's like, give Lakeisha. And every time I give something happens because I gave to this young lady, she was able to take care of her hair, which needed to be taken care of. And her baby got the pampers she needed. And she probably got to put it, but she encountered and experienced God because of my obedience. And I'm going to be honest. I was sitting there thinking, I don't know her. But when I heard the Lord, I knew it was necessary. God has been speaking to y'all about people around you, things that you're supposed to be doing, asking you to start businesses. Just it's all kinds of things that I could lay out a table. You have got to get in position. 
You've got to get in position. When you get in position, go back to Acts 5. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring money to the possible to give to those in need. Everyone gets their needs met when everyone is in position. That's in your house. <laughs> That's in your house. That, that, that's in your church. That's in your community. That's in your neighborhood. <laughs> that's in your neighborhood. Get in position. Stop being out of alignment and position. God assigned you to certain places, to certain people, to certain ministries. Some of y'all still been hesitant about Bible study and supposed to be at Bible study with us. Connected to different things. Connected to different places. Don't second guess Obey what God told you the first time, because if he finds out he can trust you the first time, if he knows that he can trust you the first time, then I'm telling you, he'll keep bestowing more and more on you. God is the God to increase, not you. You ain't got to move and shake. You ain't got to make stuff happen. You ain't got to do stuff to create and bridge gaps and all this other stuff. You just got to play your position and obey God no matter what. But obey God no matter what. Play your position. Get into position. Get into position so the kingdom can flow through you, from God, through you, and to the people that you're supposed to connect to. We got souls that need to be saved. We got people that need to connect, feel, and experience God. You're supposed to be a conduit at your job. You're supposed to be a conduit at your job. People should be experiencing Christ through you at your job. But if you're out of position because you think it's... I ain't going to be doing that at work because, you know, what would somebody think? If you still worried about what somebody think, or you still operating on making people feel good and not making people feel bad, you're out of position. You got to make a determination today. Lord, I'm going to obey you even in the smallest of things. Even for me to get up, get out my house, drive to the beauty shop. It ain't close. Sit with a friend of mine just to have some conversation with her for something she needed, right? No matter what else I had going on, just to obey them in this moment, we encountered a young lady that may have needed to just experience and feel God. All of us was in alignment. All of us did. My friend almost canceled her, her hair appointment that day and then was like, no, let me not cancel her hair appointment, my hair appointment. Everybody was in position. The beautician was in position. The reason she was in position was because she does a special on Mondays. The Lord led her to do a discounted special for people on Mondays. That seed she's sowing, that's in position. So play your position. Let me do the confession on favor and then we're going to pray. Father God, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted. Laws, policies, and rules changed. And battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life in Jesus name. Every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are now open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus name. I'm special to him.
I'm honored by my father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord in Jesus name. Amen. And Lord told me to tell you, don't just play your position. Play it with a good attitude. Play it with a good attitude. Don't just play the position. Play the position with a good attitude. Now, if you hadn't noticed, usually the Lord always gives us some kind of warning, some kind of guidance, and then he tells us how to get blessed. Watch the pattern on coffee and conversation. He always gives us some kind of warning, some kind of guidance. Straighten yourself up. Get yourself in order. Then he starts talking to us about how to, how to get blessed. Pay abandon yourself before God. When you, when you get off this morning, don't even go watch nothing else. Ask the Lord, search, Lord, search my heart. Father, search the heart of your people. Show me the areas in my life that do not align up with your word. I for, forgive me for anything that I've done said out of position. Renew my mind to the mind of Christ. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me, Lord God. So that I'm able to operate according to your purpose and nothing less. Forgive me if I've been out of position. Forgive me if I've been loose with my words. Forgive me if I've been funny with my money. Forgive me if I've been anxious and you told me not to. Forgive me if I've not operated in love. Father, show me how to get in position so that I can be a blessing to the Jesus name. Amen. Obedience all day today. Follow him. Tune your ear to him. Play it, play your position. Some of y'all go back and rewind this. Watch this. <laughs> Watch it again. But whatever you do, get in position. Play your position. Be where God needs you to be. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.